Here we go, gentlemen. A little special short segment he here. Was a giant. Anybody know this one? Oh, yeah. Are you I calling a Ron a giant? I was always uh, shy. Nope, not yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> it ain't me, it's not Steve. Zach, who we got here? Actually, I don't know who sings this version, but I love this song. I'll give you a hint. Chicken fried. Any guesses? Zach Brown. Oh, there we go. My old man, but I've heard somebody else does it too. Willie Nelson does this. Is it? Is that his? I don't know. I, I just made that shit up anyway. I don't know. This is going to make you guys when, laugh. When in doubt, he says Willie Nelson. Well, and make w- w- more fun of me. So <laughs> there's an acapella group called Home Free, and they do mostly country songs. They did a version of this song, and I always forget that it's not, it's not theirs. It's Zach Brown's. Nobody's well, ever heard that version except for you. Oh, it's amazing, though. I'll, you should, you should and, play it. And their parents. No, dude, they're he, they're they're not pentatonics level, but they're they're close. Okay, huge is in what I mean. What kind of room are they selling out? Are they selling out a, a Cracker Barrel or are they selling out Stiefel? They sold out Steve Pentatonics. I saw at Stiefel sold out. Um, well, that's different though. We're talking about the other assholes that you talked about. I, I know, but they also sold out the Fox. Okay, I already forgot their name. Who is it? Home, home Free. free. Uh, okay. I thought you said Home Fries. Right, so Home here. Free and Pentatonics were both on the 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 the, the, the NBC acapella show a couple years ago. Sounds awesome. Where Straight I'll, No Chaser also. I'll back. YouTube it. Is it Pentatonics or Pentatronics? Pentatonics. Okay. Like tonic. Now I know. Tone. So did you say penetration? <laughs> Not, no, no, not in that, no. TVMA. 10-4. We keep it. Touche. Uh, we've got a couple special guests here today. Uh, today is, what day, what day is it? Father's Day. Father's Day. My dad, so today's Father's Day. I, I don't get to see my dad or say even hi to him because he's in <coughs> Ireland right now. Uh, and they're going to London, I think, tomorrow. What a bastard. He, but really? he kind of told me off the cuff one time off the record that he's not sure that you're his. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wouldn't surprise me. But they're, they're, they're going to. <laughs> Thanks look, for bringing up my largest look, fear of all time. A, um, a lot like the pastry maker in town. <laughs> but they're going to the Cardinals. They're going to the Cardinals-Cubs game in London. Uh, is that today or tomorrow? I think all your other siblings are there, too. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, hey, not. real quick, I'm going to introduce our guests because this is a special uh, shortened segment of the capital T, capital H, capital E, the Soccer Dad pod. We have Mr. Soccer Dad number one, Steve Marion. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. And return guest, Mr. Ron Champagne. And I do apologize for not having a bottle of Quavassier here <laughs> but, ready and waiting for you. But, Ron, did you hear his pronunciation? Yeah, he's got it down right. You I, taught him yes. how I to say it. <laughs> I totally practiced. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. No, I just wanted to, um, you know, we, we've been rolling here in Dallas. You know, we all, we all uh, obviously have boys uh, that play together. Uh, we're down here, and I thought it'd be fun to kind of throw you guys on the mic, too, and, um, you know, just kind of 
have no format like usual, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but talk about the we're, we're talk about Zach's daddy issues. <laughs> yeah, and acapella bands apparently. <laughs> Listen, those are that unrelated. Was, that was not on my bingo card today. <laughs> those are unrelated. I can tell. I can give you a lot of other things I thought we would talk about, and that was not on there. Uh, gentlemen, so. Um, here we are on the road again. Um, you buy one round of whiskey, uh, whiskey, and do you hear the sound level difference? Yes, oh, all of the our, decibel level all just our went friends up about and 10. previous guests are like, it's it's magical. It's like <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. We've been here for a little while now, and the amount of guests that have come through, just walking through, sitting down, having a beer, hanging out. Yeah, this is special, man. It's it's been a great day. Well, I, I'll be honest, man. It's it's we we talk about it way too much, primarily because we're on the mics talking yep. into for the show. Yeah. Um, but the effect that the show has had, and kind of the gravitational pull of guests that have been coming in, willing to join us, you know, and our ability to kind of tell their stories, get their stories out there, or uh, lack thereof. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding, right? Something like, nope, can't talk about that. <laughs> so, we'll talk about them later. But I, I enjoy more so the these types of conversations where we bring in just, you know, no offense to your elevated statuses in your own world, but you're just normal dads. You know, it's, you know, neither one of you are going to land across the street into the soccer hall of fame. Are they really normal? I mean, one dude is like a surgeon and the other dude is at the Mecham auto auction. I mean, these guys are living fairy tale lives. I mean, and we're, I'm like going to work every day cleaning the truck stop bathroom. Well, we should, we should ask them the million I, but, dollar but, question. But, but that's, that, that's self-reflection, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's the thing. If we asked them the million dollar, million dollar question, they might already have like a spreadsheet for it. No, you have a spreadsheet for everything. I, I can tell you I have no spreadsheets. <laughs> do, do you know how to get into a spreadsheet, Steve? Well, I mean, if it's sent to me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you ever create one of your, that doesn't involve uh, auto collection? Pretty sure I wouldn't create one for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, um, so you're, you're the Central Illinois kid, right? You're, yes. You've been jumping around. Uh, Steve, you guys... Um, I think I think you said you and uh, your wife mentioned last time we were kind of talking about the travel. Like, as long as they're traveling, you're going to do everything in your power to be there, right? Absolutely. Uh, so the question is really for the two of you, and either one of you can answer first. How important is it growing through this process of the kids competing, playing in these events? Because there's there's some families, many families that don't go along because it is. Uh, sometimes discouraged by the clubs. Yeah. Um, what does it mean to the two of you guys uh, to be able to travel around and see your boys play in these environments against these teams? Well, I think it's pretty interesting you ask that question because Ron and I are both in two, two different situations, right? Ron lives a couple, three hours away from where we even play, and his son lives away from home where his situation is completely different from mine. My, my son lives here, and we take him to practice every night. Um, but, you know, we're, we're all dads first. And the fact of the matter is, if we get to be somewhere where our boys are and are competing and we get to be there and watch it, there's nothing worse than finding out how great your kid played on Saturday and you weren't there, yeah, you know. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to be at whatever I can be at, which, which is quite a bit. I mean, we travel – Quite a bit with the team. A lot. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't, I really can't say much else other than what's been said, but yeah. 
living apparently somebody you know, wants something. <laughs> so apparently this shot's of whiskey I bought. <laughs> Something's working over there. Oh boy, this is great. Oh, and Jared, your 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 father-in-law's here. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yep. He just showed up. He did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of father mojo going on around here. He didn't go to Ireland with all my siblings. He came with my God. Hey, JB, out of curiosity, should we pause for a minute and let Jared go say happy Father's Day to his father-in-law? Uh, I don't think they have that kind of relationship, is my guess. <laughs> I, I, we do, and I already bought him his rose. <laughs> <laughs> So, so here, here's kind of, again, kind of leaning into this whole process, you know, um, because I'm sure um, the two of you probably experience it regularly, uh, the questions about the team and what the kids have to go through and the experience and the maturation process and the responsibility that comes along with it and, you know, their, their travel savviness and all of that. Um, you know, Steve, you've, you've spent your whole life kind of as a lover of baseball. You ran the club. You know, you've been around other sports as well. Uh, you know, and Ron, your older daughter kind of went through the same lifestyle down at IMG. Talk a little bit about kind of what what it really means to have have a kid and, and what you do uh, in regards to the responsibility process. What what they are responsible for from their gear, from their bags, and watching them grow at a pace faster than most kids, you know, at the same age. Talk a little bit about that. I think, um, and I've said this before, it's the motivation's got to come within the child. Um, if they're really motivated to continue to play and to continue to continue to play at this level. Uh, my job and my, my wife's job is just to encourage and facilitate that. Uh, but they really do need to take the initiative in making sure that, you know, they train, they eat right, they do well in school, um, and they remain organized. And I think the job of the parent is to help facilitate their organization, their the mindset, the their opportunities, mindset, and, opportunities yeah. exactly. I mean, Ron, you, you personally, you went through the whole process of medical school and everything to get to the point that you were. Steve, you're, you're an engineer. You put in a lot of years behind the books as well. Uh, you, you know, when you have kids that are 15, you know, and that have been doing it now for a couple of years going into it, and you think back to your own time collegiately and beyond, you know, the amount of preparation and things that you did, do you see what they're going through here as equally challenging to those phases of your own life? Uh, is it fair? Is it too much? You know, how do you manage the stress for yourselves and for your, for your, for your boys? Well, personally, I think it's kind of interesting you ask that question because it's the same parenting issue we all have, right? Uh, how, do we, how do we allow them to grow and mature and not just just do everything for them right, um, right. And, and in our house and I think it's different with Ron because his son pretty much lives on his own and goes to school on his own at our house the conversation is normally uh, my wife trying to tell my son every little thing he needs to do and tell him over and over and me trying to tell her look he needs to learn how to fail he needs to learn to not have his socks when he goes to the game and have the coach chew his tail out you know yeah. um, but, but it's a fine line between what is letting him grow and learn and how much of it is just dragging him by the hand. Yep. Yeah, it's, um, 
Jerry, we talk about it all the time, and Zach, we had this conversation the other day, just the process, and I just kind of want to get your guys' take because, you know, in spite of the fact that they are, that they are all competing and to a degree thriving, you know, at what is arguably the highest level, you know, academy-wise, soccer-wise, um, how important is it to you guys to... To, to, to see them go through the cycles, specifically a really good run, uh, scoring a lot of goals or getting cool. the minutes. but Or have that adversity. That's, that's where I'm going. Like when, when I personally, when I see my own son go through a rough patch or a quote failure, maybe a bad game or coming out of an injury, I, I kind of like in a weird way, I get giggly on the inside. Like, okay. It's working. Now, now, what, what, how is he going to respond to that? Do you guys have thoughts on, you know, how you personally manage that process as, as Beige and Stone, your, your boys think, go through yeah, that? That's a great question. I think um, there are similarities and probably differences because we're talking to a parent of a striker versus a parent of a defender. You know, as a defender and, you know, a parent of a defender, any little mistake that's made has major consequences and it can be stressful for the player as well as the parent. But I think uh, in the situation that we find ourselves here with with Bij, I just feel like he needs every experience that he can get to learn from. And, you know, when something bad happens, you know, I don't get upset about it. I just say, this is what can happen. How do we grow from this? And we try to talk about it and make yeah, I sure think, that... I, I think what you're saying is, and I'm learning it by being thrown into the fire, is I think as a collective couple in our aspects, uh, husband, wife, family, um, friend group, um, it, it's just, it sounds so simple, but it's you can't get too high with the highs and too low with the lows. I mean, you can't just motherfuck them if they if they are screwing off or Can learning on the air? or or oh, yeah. or doing bad but if they have some success you can add to it you fact. you don't even need to on in the same aspect as you don't need to go yelling on top of a mountain act like you've been there before and understand that even with some success there's going to be some failure and some setback and it's how you collectively deal with the process um, which I think will ultimately be at the end if we're being fathers and trying to do the right thing is, is that that's the best thing we can do for them. Absolutely. Well, and, and you guys have experienced this, you know, both of your kids came in, some had high expectations, some had no expectations <clears throat> and the rise and, and fall over the whole year, you both experienced that where like, holy, holy shit. He's the best player on the team. Holy shit, he's not starting anymore. Yeah. Holy shit. Or rostering. Yeah. Or, or rostering. rostering. Yeah. <laughs> and now, you know, Steve, kudos to you and, and to, to Courtney and, and to, to Stone. We're going to go watch your son play in the All-Star game here in a, in a few minutes. And, you know, it's just crazy to see. And I, these guys have taught me so much. My son has taught me so much. The process is, is key. Could you repeat that? <laughs> I, I, I will, because you have. It's, I've said it way too many times how therapeutic the show has been for me. I wish I would learn more and apply. You know it more. what they say, those that can't do, teach. Well, you... <laughs> <laughs> you Thanks for both, teaching, Jared. Yeah, you guys have both done it and taught it. it, it but it, it's so cool because the process is, is there. And 
and it shows, you know, those that have started out with a mentality of, I'm just going to do my best, I'm going to work hard, and I'm going to keep going. Those are the ones that have kind of crested and keep going. And it's the ones that thought they were badasses early on uh, that didn't put in that work that, you know, we, we've seen. And that's not just for city. That's across the board. Across and the board, I agree with that. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's good. It's good you to know, see Jared, that. You know, Jared, you mentioned that you kind of get a little giggly inside when, when the kid does have a setback or something. And the truth of the matter is the people sitting at this table, our sons have been extremely successful in everything they've done. If you're sitting at this table, your kid is an athlete and he's been he's been successful in most everything he's done. Good so, in school. Good in school. I mean, we were, I was just talking to Ron. His, his kid's a really good uh, academic, right? That's, that's first and we talk about that. But to that point, I look for these opportunities for Stone to, I won't say fail, but have setbacks. And, and it wasn't three weeks ago that he and I sat down and had a conversation. And I told him exactly that. I said, you know, you don't realize how successful you've been in whether it's baseball, it's soccer, it's school, it's all these things. And I said, I don't care who you are. Before you become a grown man on your own, all those things, you're going to suffer the setbacks because that's how we learn who we are as, as grown I mean, men. You, you got to fail because we, we as you have adults. To fail. I blame mine on uh, all the police. But at the other, at the other, you know, the other extreme, <laughs> I think, you know, I also teach my kid that all the accolades don't mean much, you it, know, yeah. and. You know, people will give you accolades for things that you're doing really well. It shouldn't really, accolades don't mean much to me. I've, ta- I've told my kids that, and I don't want them to mean much to them unless it's something they really believe. Those accolades need to come from you and what you set as your goal, yeah. and that when you achieve them, that's the accolade that you should accept. Well, you know, not what you hear from everybody else. Well, right? you posted today. Uh, a picture of you and your dad. <laughs> JB, you did too. <laughs> and I, Jared, you and I are fortunate enough to have our, our dad still here. Steve, I, I, we haven't talked about this, so I'm not going to try to bring up a, <laughs> a, a subject that we shouldn't. But, you know, how, how we as fathers imprint on our kids is so important, and I feel like I fail... Every day, <laughs> every day. But, but hearing the stories from from you, Ron, from you, Steve, about you know your other kids, because Stone's your youngest, yeah. right? Uh, the baby, the baby, and <clears throat> Jared, what you've applied from your dad, and 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 JB, you know the stories you tell about your dad. It's just I love those stories, and I think it has such a major impact on this topic of accolades. Our dads would have probably kicked our asses well, if we tried to showboat. If we and and Jared, you had a lot of success in the soccer arena early on and throughout your career. But that humility is something you talk about, Jared, a lot with the guests that we have on here. Trichu, uh, Pat Noon and Brad Pat Davis, Noonan, the, the Bill McDermott, Bill McDermott, um, uh, 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 That humility. If we could somehow bottle that up and force feed it through yeah. some of our boys. Well, I think, I think Ron, you were kind of alluding to it, and we were talking about, uh, Steve, you even said, you know, our, 
the kids that we're around, including our own, uh, typically are used to winning. They win a lot. They get a lot of trophies. They get a lot of medals, all that stuff. And I'm going to throw this into my own personal life. And, you know, uh, I, p I posted this morning probably my favorite picture of me and my dad. And, uh, you know, it, it's straight up 1979, you know, and he's got slits and Siggy and, <laughs> you know, and joked like oil on his jeans. And I'm like, he didn't, he didn't know how to fix a car. He was probably helping somebody or cleaning shit up somewhere. You know, he's just he was he, he was a grinder. And like in our house. There, we we had a great childhood. We had we had a, a, an extremely loving family, but we didn't have a lot of things. So when we did do things as a family, it typically was getting in the beat up wagon so they could drive me to a soccer tournament and those little quote trophies that we would win. You know, uh, we had a good run. They they gave everything to get there. And in hindsight, now that you know, I lost my parents uh, a number of years ago. Um, those trophies, those things, those those manifestations of all the, my relationship, either with the game through them or with them, they don't matter to me. When my parents died, we emptied the house, all my trophies and all this stuff. I didn't care. Kim made me keep them in a box. It was the photos. It was all the photos because those photos were really the memory of everything we did. So when I look at the boys now, like I'm trying to figure out how do we instill in them what to remember what is valuable what is important in this process beyond a selection beyond a game or a cup what are you going to learn from this that you can take beyond your playing days right so my question after a long-winded reflection there is how how do you, it, all four of you really open question like, what is important to you to try and lean into the boys? How do you c communicate to them to make sure that they understand there's more to life in the long run than what they're doing five, six, seven days a week? What, the, what they're, for me, what they're gaining, um, you know, hopefully we're putting them in the right situations to be academically successful. And, and I think we're doing that, and that's first and foremost, but I don't think that was the question. If we're talking relation to soccer dad pod, playing the sport of soccer, the values that they're learning from the team and the ups and downs, the process we like to call it, in their whole body of work where they've had some success, they've had some setback, they've had some injury, they've had some, it's real easy to quit because I'm better than that kid, but I'm not playing, let's call it that. Um, those things in life that they're learning um, that they can apply to their life after education or in their mid-20s, early adulthood, with building a family, if that's what they choose to do, are invaluable because everything is not going to be cupcakes and rainbows. And they're learning firsthand how to get their dick knocked in the dirt, if you will, and and how to respond. So for me, that's the only answer to the question. I will. So the, I will. So the I only, will. hold on real quick. The only two words you did not include in your usual rotation was flipping and hammer. Yes. <laughs> So. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, but I, you know what I've, I've well, learned? it wasn't my um, dick in the dirt, so it's not. It's not a flipping hammer. No, no, it's not. <laughs> we wouldn't have been able to find it. Nope. Uh, so no, I, I, you know what I've learned from Grady is you know there's been a lot of stress for these boys, a lot, and I think communication is always a challenge uh, in any organizational relationship. 
And we've all experienced some challenges, <laughs> yeah. to, to put it uh, lightly. But you know what? I look at him, and he's like, it's fine. I'm Go, good. Goes right through us. Yeah, it, I'm good. It's the parents that have a problem. And, and I, I talked to JB and Jared, and I, I mentioned it a few minutes ago that, that I've learned from them, and, and it's true. It's and resiliency. I, I have to figure that out because I haven't experienced not that level. And, and, and learning it from a 15-year-old, quite humbling, <laughs> uh, quite hard to swallow. And I think it's been such a, a great experience for our family, too, because we've got Beckett, the younger uh, who's about to go into his kind of journey with, with, with soccer uh, at a competitive level. Yeah. And seeing him watch Grady and go through what he's gone through, Ansley has learned, our senior. She's a, she's a, a freshman in college. She's learned from this experience. And, you know, it's not just the city thing. It's, it's the, whole, the whole experience with Gallagher, with everything. And I just, just very thankful and that's that's the hard part sometimes. Right. <laughs> you know, that's I think one of the honestly things, the hard part. I think one of the things Zach said there is talking about the ups and downs, the highs and lows. And I will say one thing about being on this team with City, I don't care if it was the best kid on the team or the worst kid on the team. They've all learned a ton. They've yeah. they've, oh, they've been sure. the best player one week, they've been the worst player the next week. They yep. they thought they played really well and then they didn't get rostered the next week. So yep. one of the things I think they that my son and I think most every kid has gotten out of this this season is you just never know. Just play your game, yeah. and the chips yeah. are going to fall, and, and you're going to like some of them. Some of them you're not, but it's what you do with it. it it's almost like, uh, let's see here. Welcome to life. And yeah. it's how you, <laughs> you react know, and there's that's, eyes. That's exactly right. And this is life. Uh, football is life. It's your t-shirt. Yeah, right, right, right. Mentioned Brought to you by Two Tired Mamas on Etsy. Go check it out. Who's the guy we on the picture? Should I know that? Is that Diego Maradona? <laughs> <laughs> you are the Ted second Lasso. person that didn't watch Ted Lasso that didn't realize that was. Uh, oh, right. that's that dude on Ted Lasso. That shit right. sucks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. But, oh, shit. Yeah, but there's just a level of resiliency that these, these kids are learning due to the ups and downs and the stressful aspect of the situation they find themselves in. So, so let's just let's just kind of uh, loosey goosey here um, uh, for you, Ron. I'll have you go first. Uh, you've got 15 years of Beige playing the game. What, what you got to pick one, one moment, one game, one event. What, uh, what, what, what's your, what's your mantle of uh, Beige in the game? It's a small club game that he was playing in, uh, I think, in Peoria or Morton. And he scored a winning goal, and I captured the shot of his celebration, and it's priceless. I, the smile. Oh, man, it's killer. He's got his arms up in the air, and it's just a, a picture of confidence and, and awesome. happiness of knowing that he won that game. Zach, you're next. Random order. So I, that's, a, that's a tough one. Uh, Three, two. I, Barcelona. I there mean, when he See? was... When, eight, when eight? pressured, welcome to life. Because when there's pressure, when you're forced to make a decision. Eight years old, <laughs> he got to go over with this 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 uh, tournament group, and we played four different clubs in Barcelona, and he was with a ragtag group of Americans, and they won three of their four games, and he scored uh, a couple goals, and the 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 fist pump 
after his first goal at eight years old <laughs> in Barcelona. Tiger like, Woods style. It was just like you could see that, and and it was. Did he go fuck yeah like a true American? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I don't. I don't. I didn't hear it. Maybe he did. But yeah, I think that would probably be it. He said that in Spanish. And yeah, so many that. things since then. But yeah, that was, that was cool. Jared, what you got? Man, I, the collective body of work probably, but if I'm going to cop out, um, early on in Gallagher, when we first formed this um, MLS Next group, um, he scored a goal at FC Cincinnati, which he's not known for these individual ball skill efforts. And he beat three or four kids in the box and slotted it home calmly. It looked like he was a pro. That, for me, was probably his best soccer moment um, ever. I don't know what you think, Zach. I mean, that was pretty good. I, nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eclipse it. I can't remember the team we were playing, but he had a header off a free kick, and his hair just whipped. And I think it that was strikers. Yeah, it was against the strikers down here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was down here in Dallas. And um, he, he, he got that the hair going, and I think the hair actually – Helped accelerate the ball into the goal. <laughs> it was uh, like highlight. <laughs> Steve, what you got? Yeah. Stone's uh, moment of glory. So in your I'm going to go back just a minute here. Or and 30 of them this year. Which of the 742 goals has he scored is your favorite? That reminds me, I need to update my spreadsheet. <laughs> you know, I, I listen to Ron and I listen to Zach, and it's interesting that it, it, it's neither of them had anything to say about the best play they ever made. Yeah. It was about the celebration. So, again, as dads on Father's Day, isn't it what we're really looking for? It's oh, not totally. the goal. It's the reaction or the emotion yes. from them. Yes. Yeah. And I will go back to Cincinnati just a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'll give this show credit, oh. right? So, Stone comes into the game, 2-2 at half, gets a hat trick. And, uh, I mean, nothing major there. But the fact that the Cincinnati coach got to see that and you guys – pointed it out to me that it was spoken about on this show i for me i was like wow that's got to be the pinnacle and it's not the play right it's the emotion of what our kid we see out of our kids yeah it was awesome so um i know i'm good my i'll I'll round it out my mine was uh i think beckett was shoot maybe seven he was a little guy right and he loved uh nachos Right, he was little, 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 little round, funny, toehead, smiler all the time. But he, I mean, he was a, he was he, the left foot existed at an early age, so he was hammering the ball pretty hard. And we were going to an indoor game, uh, South County Veta, and I don't know, he was just joking around with me. He had great sense of humor as a kid, and I'm like, so, what? You know, you think you're gonna score today? You know, because he always kind of hung back, hit all the dead balls. He goes, yeah, you know, and I've got my dance ready, Dad. I'm gonna go. He goes, I'm going Cameroon style today. And if you, and if you guys recall, oh, remember the World yeah, Cup? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 it was almost like the icky shuffle where they did that. And, you know, it was a pretty competitive game. And opportunity came, ball rolls out. He hits it from the white line, goes in. And he turns around and, like, points at me, and he starts doing this icky shuffle stare. <laughs> and... Kim, my wife, goes, what, what is wrong with him? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my favorite. Like, JB, if we, got, if you have, if we have a little bit more time, I, I, as you were telling that story, I was thinking when Stone was really small and they're yeah. playing 3v3, you know, no goalie, 3v3, first year was fucking terrible, quite honestly. But, but the second year he figured out. In your out, professional opinion, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> the second year he figured out, we're trying to get the ball in that little goal down there, right? 
So, and my brother-in-law's coaching. It's three on three, no goalie, whatever. And they're all just running around. And so the ball goes out around midfield and they don't throw it in, right? They kick it in. So they set the ball down and Stone looks down at the goal and he just fucking kicks it to the other end and it goes in. And the other coach looks at my brother-in-law and says, can he do that? And my (laughs) brother-in-law is like, "I, I don't know. So fast forward three or four weeks later into this little league and ball goes out in the same place and my brother-in-law leans over and whispers in stone's ear and i tell my wife i said he just told him to kick that in the goal stone turns and goes to kick it in the goal a little kid runs over and stands in front of him and when he hit the ball it hits this kid right on the brim of the nose right on the point of the nose blood everywhere little johnny goes out of the game so 10 minutes later he's down on the other end ball goes out so now he's looking at the whole field, and a little kid runs up in front of him and, and is waving his hands, and one of the moms behind me hollers, don't be a target. Get out of his way. <laughs> that that might have been the pinnacle, and he was like five. Those videos where you see, like, uh, I've been on Instagram, TikTok, where one kid gets the ball, kicks it, hits a kid in the face. You know, these are like seven-year-old kids. Kicks a kid in the face, that kid goes down ball comes back to the same exact kid. He kicks it again, hits another kid in the stomach. That kid goes down. <laughs> it rolls back to the same kid again. He kicks it again and hits another kid in the face. He just took out three kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One session. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate your time. This has been fun. Just a little bit of a Father's Day powwow. Um, Thank you for having us. Yeah, um, yes, I appreciate you guys all the, all the success to the Saka Dad pod. <laughs> yeah. Capital T, capital H, capital E. You got to get that right. Um, I, I I appreciate it. We'll be seeing you guys on the sidelines for quite a while. Um, Zach, Jared, thank you guys, fellow dads, here on Father's Day. We're gonna we're gonna wind this down here. Um, you guys know this one too. This is this is like old school, right? Thank you, JB. Yeah, no problem, man. We're gonna we're gonna roll out with a little uh, cats in the cradle. Oh um, wow! And probably buy another shot of uh, whiskey here for the room. <laughs> All right, everybody, take care. Thanks for joining us, and we appreciate the support. Take care. He learned to walk while I was away, and he was talking for I knew it, and as he grew.